Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Give it to me! Hey everyone, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where we are here for you and you are here for us. And together, we keep the mood up, the things flowing, the season having reason. We all get it done together. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. The things must flow. The things must flow. And you make you you make them flow. You make them flow. <laughs> And thank uh, goodness, because I, for one, as I have said in the pre-show and 175 times all week long, I'm crabby and I need this show today like fire. I think I have something for you then today. <laughs> uh, Lay it on me. We, uh, we have been, we just discovered The Way of the House Husband on Netflix. This is a Japanese anime, eh, anime, I mean, it's technically anime, but don't let that it's not like the classic anime. This is an animated Japanese show about a house husband whose wife, I think, is she an ad exec or a lawyer? It's not really clear to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is former Yakuza. What? So the whole premise is that he acts like a gangster all the time, but he's wearing an apron all the time. And what he's doing is like, going shopping or picking up some plants to decorate the house or buying a birthday gift for his wife. But he's Yakuza guy. And like he runs into gangsters or people from his former life. And you think he's going to get caught up in, in, in a a subplot somehow. And then he ends up making them like help him with the shopping or something. (laughs) Oh, amazing. It's so good. It's so good. And it reminded us of Agretzko, which is a another Japanese anime of uh, a, a, is she a fox? I think she's a fox um, who like works in an office and is always like very polite in the office uh, and then rages and sings heavy metal at karaoke. Uh, and so one of the, one of the plot points is that you'll, you'll see what she wishes she could say in her like raging heavy metal voice. Then it'll go back to reality. Uh, so I, I think aggressive mixed with cute is definitely a thing. Oh, that is absolutely wonderful. I'm just like literally reading recaps of, uh, the way of the house husband right now. And it sounds so good. So incredible. Yeah. It's it's just it's just amazing because even though now I know like I've 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 seen it you know after the first couple episodes or, or even plot points you know like oh right he's never gonna get called back into that life but they keep thinking oh maybe this is the time like, maybe this maybe is the, time this is the moment yeah that is absolutely delightful but so aggressive versus cute you think is sort of the larger like portrayal technique. Yeah, and this might be mm-hmm. more or of a Japanese thing cute. since these Makes are both sense. Japanese, but like that sort of like tempering your cute thing with aggressive or vice versa. Way the house husband is almost the opposite, right? It's a yeah. it's a cute life house husband mixed with a little of the Yokoza aggression. 
<laughs> C.W. Lang says, Yakuza are people too. That's true. It's true. So true. Yeah. And they just want to make bento boxes. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. Actually, we have been rewatching Community because ah. rewatching shows from the 90s and now apparently they sometime in the 20s, 2010s or early 2000s is the thing that the kids do these days. And surely mm-hmm. the character is uh, the perfect example of this. Like really, really charming and cute. I mean, not in the anime oh, way, right? Yeah, yeah. But really, really charming and cute with this like sweet high pitched, high pitched voice, and then sometimes just like no. Yeah, turns on a dime. <laughs> turns on a dime. So it's a winner, and I can see why it would become more and more popular. So, folks, uh, if uh, if you need a little aggressive cute in your life, there you go. There's a couple examples. Send us more if you're like, oh yeah, that reminds me of this other thing. We'd love to hear them. Feedback. Totally. It's a thing. Me. Aggressive cute. Um, this is one that's actually been on my list for a while, and I don't know. I guess today I'm just really hungry, and so today is the day to do it. But, dudes, birria. I don't know if you're familiar with birria, but I am. It is, yeah, I'm sure you are. So it's it's like braised meat, often goat or beef, and it has had a total comeback. It's usually like made as a stew, or it used to be. But in the incarnation in which it has become a white hot incandescent thing, it's tacos. Birria tacos have gotten huge. And then they even make them in sort of a quesadilla style, uh, which is like queso birria, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then you dip them like a French dip in the consomme. So instead of being served as a stew, they take all the yummy juice and put it on the side and you dip your taco in the consomme. And oh my God, I cannot stop. It just keeps showing up everywhere. There's like 50 million recipes for it. It is everywhere. And I just discovered in Wonderful Thing Crossover Land, you can make it in the Instant Pot. Uh, Of course you can. Totally do it this weekend. Would be perfect. (laughs) I, uh, I've definitely seen Bria in stores, restaurants, uh, you know, my entire time in Texas and California. Uh, I definitely have seen Bria tacos before too. Mm-hmm. I don't remember where or when, but not as a hot item. So this is interesting to see like Bria's time has come. This is its it moment. It has come. So how do you pronounce, do you say Bria or Bria? I can say it in a different way every time, hoping one of them is probably correct. <laughs> And then I called you out. <laughs> yeah, apparently food trucks slinging tacos de birria continue to multiply, according to Eater New York, because they like evidently just went crazy in New York. I looked it up before the show because I'm kind of hungry and there are like 50 million. Uh, OK, whatever. There's like five taco trucks in just Oakland, though. Jeez. And so so I might have to like go get some tonight at the food truck, even though it's like 22 degrees out. Okay, it's not. It's like 48. But you know how like, it can get really you know, cold in the Barry and when it's cold, it's 20 really cold. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that kind of night. Anyway, I think I might need to go get some tonight, see how all the flavors go, and then see how my Instant Pot thing compares. Because I, I'm at the point now where I'm like, okay, 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 universe. I hear you, and I'm making it. Because it sounds wow. amazing. Uh, Yelp is on it. Uh, when you do a search for Berea tacos, yeah, one of the, my results was best Berea tacos in Los Angeles. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> like that's everywhere. a pre-populated search result. They're everywhere. I mean, I kind of yeah. want to try the stew kind. I don't know. 
but the queso birria, like with just sort of quesadilla style, and then oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Anyway, it's a huge food trend, and it's Dios one I can definitely get behind. Mio. And I cannot wait to go try it. And evidently huge in New York. Who knew? Hmm. Big in NY. All right. Uh, we are going to continue to make you hungry for the rest of this episode. I just Pretty want to much. bring you that right Sorry. now. Uh, but this this is a sad story. There is a boba shortage. I know. Because the tapioca starch that you make the little boba out of is made in Thailand and then usually uh, shipped to Taiwan, where most of the boba balls are constructed. <laughs> uh, and just because everything, uh, there are shipping backlogs. Uh, as I was reading this story about the boba shortage, I realized that everything that I would say on Daily Tech News Show about the microchip shortage applies to boba. <laughs> they, That's true. They underestimated like a the bounce monopoly. back in demand. Uh, you know, weather problems in Taiwan and Japan have affected the shipping. Uh, it's like, oh my gosh, uh, the, 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 why isn't, uh, Boba, uh, included in the infrastructure plan? Like seriously though, <laughs> seriously. Cause, Cause the thing is like, it's not just that there is a shortage of Boba, which is just like a piece of news. It's that people are losing their damn minds about the shortage of Boba. Like they're freaking yeah. out. And and boba uh, boba tea places are are having to explain to people like it's it's not our fault we we ordered the boba the just the boba just hasn't come it's on the boat we hope it gets here we're on its way the shortage will work itself out just like the chip shortage eventually just like the chip right shortage right now you're we don't have any okay. boba yeah the L A Times was actually actually quoted someone uh, a, a boba tea purveyor of saying you know I want to say. Our customers have an understanding and value our product where they don't need boba if I can't provide it. But I don't know. It's a scary <laughs> time. Kind of like boba get in. That uh, happened. Boba get in is how much my, people uh, are freaking out. My favorite local uh, boba place uh, has, I think, very cleverly uh, tried to head this off because they always have new drinks. Uh, they had a an Oreo boba recently uh they, they they try to replicate the taste of an oreo cookie um they they've had some waffle or bobas like they, they do crazy stuff and their their new cool drink is uh dalgona coffee oh so no you don't need the boba in what it. do you know right and it's not dalgona coffee like we've talked about and it's a thing it's coffee and milk with the actual candy dalgona crumbled on top Ooh, that sounds pretty good. Because Dalgona coffee, if you remember, is the instant coffee that you whip up, and it tastes like the candy called Dalgona, which is where it gets its name. But mm -hmm. this place is taking it one step further, and I think other places are doing this too, uh, where they're like, oh, we'll just put the actual thing on top of the frothy milk with the coffee. How about That's that? That's smart. You, will That's no, smart. you won't even think about boba while you're eating that. One thing I didn't even realize, too, <laughs> is not only are they running low on the actual boba, the tapioca balls... Even the the straws, the big old jumbo boba straws. Oh, right. Yeah, because you can't drink a boba with a regular size straw. No, don't be ridiculous. Yeah, that's not going to work. Boba, get in. Boba, get in. People are freaking out. They're freaking out. Get in, boba! <laughs> it's bad. It's bad out there. Boba Geddon was a character in Star Wars, right? <laughs> Something like that, I think. Yeah. Something? 
probably. Well, the boba people at Porter wants to know pivot to Halo Halo or a resurgence of cheese. Halo, halo. yeah, yeah. Tea. Oh, Halo Halo. Yeah, the I, the Filipino drink. Yeah, maybe there. It's a, this a, is an opportunity for an entrepreneur mm-hmm. to fill the void. Right. That's a thing to keep an eye out on. Well, mm-hmm. Halo Halo, like have a resurgence. Fill the boba void. You can do it. So my next thing is a thing I feel like there was some discussion of, and maybe it was a pre-show and maybe it was an email, but I had seen an article about how tinned meats and particularly tinned seafood, as in, you know, the stuff that comes in the little cans like you get oh, hold, when you hold have on. Like, I'm sorry, Molly. I'm sorry to interrupt here. I'm getting a call from 2006, Molly, that's making fun of you for not calling it canned meat. <laughs> no, that's not what we call it now. Now that it's a thing. No. All right. I'll tell her mm-hmm. to just piss right off. Yeah. Just tell her to zip it because she's a giant snob and she needs to move on. <laughs> Canned meat is spam. Tinned meat is ah. classy. Well, there's nothing wrong with spam, but I get what you're saying. I'm getting, I'm, I'm picking up what you're throwing down. Yeah. No, no, no. It is. Like it is specifically being referred to as tinned meat. And mm-hmm, I don't, I am assuming that part, this is yep. somehow, you know, pandemic related, of course. Mm-hmm. But I'd seen some article on Refinery29 about how like tinned meat was having this, you know, moment. And somebody had launched an online store that was just to buy like, you know, canned seafood. And n- now, and then this is the moment where I was just like, Okay. Even if we talked about this casually, in passing, or as a result of an email, I now have to make it a thing because a dude made a whole newsletter. A whole entire newsletter. Wow. Obviously on Substack. Well, yeah. Also a thing. People writing things on Substack. When I say a dude, I mean the features editor at Vice News. (laughs) So, like, here he is off doing Vice News hardcore investigations about (laughs) things and being like hella edgy and whatnot and he has launched a newsletter called popping tins <laughs> that does not seem to be a joke that is all about tinned seafoods because apparently I it's a super duper uber thing feel so seen <laughs> by this by the tins are you are you are you, are you, are you tin a tin three times a week and maybe this is where you remember us talking about it three times a week i i uh make a lunch that involves some sort of canned sardines no or tinned tinned sardines for example sardine toast with tomato and sweet onion by melissa clark in the new york times from mm-hmm. like just somewhat mine's, mine's uh, brown brown rice sardines and kimchi with a little uh, rice rice seasoning on top Oh, that sounds actually really delicious. Yeah. I had no idea. You're going to have to sign up. I know. I know. I, I totally think that Tim Marchman Mar- Marchman, Marchman, was looking around at all of the people pivoting to Substack from, from journalism and thinking like, okay, I need to keep this job. So I can't do anything that's competitive with what I do at Vice. <laughs> but I really want some of that sweet Substack action. <laughs> what can I do? <laughs> so I'm going with Tin Meat. And apparently... It is working like gangbusters because not two hours ago, as of recording time, he tweeted, the response to this has been literal orders of magnitude past what I expected. This weekend, thousands of hungry readers will get a review of this tin from the amazing Conservas Geomar, which appears to be pulpo. It's octopus. Oh, so very nice. It's huge. 
Yeah, the uh, the one that's on the the page that you linked to, the Welcome to Popping Tins, uh, the the Bella uh, lightly smoked sardines is not the one I use normally, but I have had those before. They're quite good. Oh, a little, a little pricey. My though. goodness. Yeah, I, I don't, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. Tin seafood, and then he has a whole like why you know, and evidently uh, think fluencers and paleo dieters have been going on about healthy fats and vitamin B twelve. <laughs> don't say that; it'll make me want to stop eating them. I know. Don't stop. <laughs> don't don't do it. Don't do it. It's not your fault. Well, I know what's going to happen now, Tom, because this is basically oh, it's going to drive up the price. This is your bet, Noir. It is going to drive up the price. Everyone's going to think you're on the bandwagon. I know. What are you going to do? I might have to switch brands. You know. Like what's the, what's the, the, the unpopular brand? Like somebody just needs to come out with like Republican sardines that none of the influencers will buy. And then do you really want to like, do you really want to go for the, like the low end tin though of f- fish? Well, see, I don't want low quality, right? Right, exactly. I just want the branding to turn people off so that I'm like, oh yeah, those are perfectly fine sardines in there. You're going to have to go to like, God, this is so interesting because it feels like it's right in line with the sort of like millennial taste profile of sort of like sour. Like he's talking about putting it on mm-hmm. rye bread with mustard. Yeah, it's just uh, tapas, right? You know, like yeah. actual Spanish tapas. Wow, that's that's the millennial flavor profile, apparently. I guess so. I'm gonna have to go. Yeah. I'm gonna have to vinegar, gonna sour, umami, yep. yeah. smoky. Yeah, Olives, kimchi is mentioned here. Pickled onions. Yep. Yeah. Fascinating. Because yeah. I, can, what I, I had buy, no idea that you were a tinner. There must be I, a name. I didn't either. Tinner, <laughs> tinster, tinner. I thought I was doing something like that. I should barely admit, honestly. Tin merit. No, <laughs> dude. <laughs> but apparently now I can, I should not admit it for a totally different reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You're a tin pioneer. Well, because the, the reason we did it, the reason I started doing it is uh, my doctor was like, you need to eat more oily fish, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I it It's hard to cook fish, especially in the middle of the day. Uh, and I found a brand that ha- is wild caught. So it's not going to, uh, it's going to have the lowest mercury and all that stuff. Uh, and it's, and it's really good fish. It's really good quality. And so I could just buy them in like boxes of, of 12. Yeah. Dang. I mean, I did. We did make a salad last night, like basically sort of a, you know, thrown together niçoise with some canned tuna and like a sort of soft boiled egg. And yeah, it was really yummy. Maybe I need to buy other tins. Well, maybe what will happen as most millennial oriented things often do uh, is it will now start broadening. So it'll go beyond just the seafood, right? It'll go into sp- like spam will become cool again, and they'll you know it'll start to be about all kinds of canned foods, and there'll be like this kitschy like oh I made this gourmet thing but with a canned thing, you know what I'm saying? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for humoring me. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I mean, I, well, oh no, I mean, I think spam did have, I think all kinds of stuff like that did have a mini resurgence because of yeah. pandemic, right? Like people were really. That's true. Yeah. People were really looking it up. And the only reason I sounded hesitant is because I was actually reading through the recipe, as it were, recipe for sardine toast with tomato and sweet onion. It sounded really good. Yeah, it does sound pretty good, I have to admit. Yeah. Tins. Well. It's a thing. 
Tin it up, folks. All right. Uh, keep those emails coming. Feedback at it's a thing dot me. That Charlie dude has a question. Are you ready? Yeah. Are boogs bags a thing? <clears throat> B-O-O-G-S. My wife says one of her mom boards was talking about them. I, <laughs> I don't. I don't. Boogs hold on. I'm looking. Bag. Boogs. Boogs. Could it be bogs? Bog bags? Boogs bags. Boogs. Oh, bog bag. I, I think see. it's bogs bags. Yeah, bog with B O G G. Okay, so a little B O G G. Bags sorry, and accessories that, for Charlie the dude. beach and beyond. Oh, these look like they would be a thing because they oh, look yeah. just like those jelly shoes. Oh, totally. Yeah, no, those are those are a thing. <laughs> those are a Have thing that Charlie did. Or are you just assuming? <laughs> I'm just looking at him and going, yeah, the, you know, in my 10 years of experience, <laughs> thing spotting yeah. with Molly Wood, I feel yeah. comfortable saying, yeah, thing. Uh, also, I just bought one. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> I almost did. But I might. <laughs> I'm like, this is freaking genius. You could hose it out and take it to the whole You're going to buy one. $75? You're, you're, you're oh, yeah. And it's sold out. Okay. Yes. Of this course it is. is. A thing. It's definitely a thing. Yeah. Oh. My, they are the Yeti cooler of Crocs handbags, says at Porter. There we and go. everyone believed that I bought it. No, dude, this is $75 for like a rubberized tote bag and it's sold out. A, it's a huge thing. And B, people will buy anything. <laughs> but look, it so nice, goes so nice with her, her little sundress. Oh, it's great. It's like the perfect beach bag. Yeah. It's the oh, modern beach bag. This is my goodness. This, the bog bag will show up in period pieces about 2021. Yeah. You know what? Yes. Like this is, this is hadn't having never seen it until just this minute. I am so with Tom on this. This is like huge. Yeah. It's huge. Uh, we also received, and I'm worried about her. I hope she's okay. We received the shortest <laughs> Fordo email ever. It says subject axe throwing. Body, nothing more to say. Just axe throwing. Totally still a thing. <laughs> First of all, yes, and then we never heard from her again. So hopefully, no, <laughs> it's not. That's not related. Uh, also, the day this email came, Eileen and I had driven to Shake Shack, and on our way back from picking up Shake Shack. We passed by an axe throwing place and both of us looked at each other and like, you know, that sounds kind of fun. And and the axe throwing place had a big sign like, we're we're open, you know, COVID restrictions are over. <laughs> and we're like, huh, maybe. We, and so we were like kicking around like, oh, axe throwing. And she's like, I don't know, maybe I should take my team there. You know, maybe it's like a team building exercise. Uh, and then I got home and Fordo was spying on me. Like, that's the only thing I can I can figure. Clearly, clearly. Oh, uh, my so goodness. So, Porto, proof of life, please. Proof of life. We're worried about you. You okay, uh, Peanut? <laughs> Jackie from lovely North Olmsted needs a thing check. I think there, there may be some nepotism involved in this. Uh, Jackie from lovely North, North Olmsted needs a thing check. <laughs> Are not top blouses a thing? Been seeing them everywhere, but need confirmation from the expert thingers. Not top blouse. Hold on. Not top blouses. We're on it, Jackie. I from know we're North on that. Is Olmstead. that like where you're not at, at the bottom? Like there's we also a not... know you're listening, Jackie from North. I know. Olmstead. We know that you are right there in the room. <laughs> Please shout your affirmation. <laughs> um, so not top means like when it's tied at the bottom. The blouse is like tied at the bottom. 
That's what I'm trying to figure out. If yeah. if so, then definitely, definitely that is back. Like the thing where you like knot your t-shirt on the side or uh-huh. it's, you know, you not the, yes, like knots on shirts for sure. Oh, tie front tops, Forever 21. God help us. Oh God, I'm so Hello Popgo uh, with uh, tie, tie, side tie. What do they call them? They don't call them anything. They're just t-shirts that have tie, have tied themselves. But yes, tie front crop tops. Heaven help us. What's really back is crop tops. Oh, twist knot tunics. Goodness. Yep, twist knot tunic. There's mm-hmm. the there's the nomenclature that we needed. Twist knot top. Hold on, returning yep. images. Oh yeah, huge. Yep, yep, totally back. God, that really was a very specific look from like the nineties, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Yep. Yep. Definitely. And we're not we can, just saying that because confirm. of the nepotism. <laughs> we can't just we, we're not just saying that because some for some reason our producer is typing in all caps. Yes, that's the thing. Sher <laughs> uh, uh, Marie says, I dislike them, so I've been noticing them. Yes, uh, that is true. Yeah, they stick out mm-hmm. more. And case. tunics in general, like the long baggy shirt look, that's totally mm-hmm. back. And mm-hmm. there's a, there was probably a reason that I was like, Oh, I love all the clothes in this store right now. It's because of how I literally used to dress for like ten years. Mm. <laughs> long unflattering shirts Great. time is a flat circle so thrilled what's so weird is okay so you know how there's like low cut jeans yeah and long tunics right. and then there's high cut jeans and crop tops but like yeah. for some reason frequently those two things like low cut jeans and crop tops or that- tunics make sense right because you can cover your butt Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm following. You. But for some reason, it's always high, high waisted jeans and crop tops that come into fashion at the same time. <laughs> well, but that that isn't that the same. Which thing I in guess reverse? is like show off your belly, and I understand. But I'm just like, shouldn't it be the opposite? Like, but the high waist tra- covers some of it. Yes. Exactly. So, well, hmm. why? What I'm curious is, do crop tops and and low cut jeans ever combine for just? That seems very 70s. For just maximum exposure. That does yeah. happen. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe what I'm mad about <laughs> is crop tops. Yeah. Yeah. I, can see that. I think that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. Solidarity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. All right. Moving on. Let's get to our shout outs. Uh, this week's shout outs from our producer, Rich Straffolino, are based on the release notes for Easy OS 2.7. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where does he get this, you ask? We don't know. We we don't need to know. Uh, it's it's all one description. Should we just alternate sentences? I think sentences is the way to go here. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep, here Let's we go. It. Lee Price OS is an experimental Kevin Sill distribution, which uses many of the technologies and package formats pioneered by Eric Duncan Linux. The distribution features custom container technology called Jake Woods, which can run applications or the entire desktop environment in a container. Gabriel Cohen has announced the release of LeePrice OS 2.7. This version is part of the Brad Sparks series, compiled from the source code of a port of the Open Joe Hood project, with the exception of a few large and difficult-to-cross compile packages, such as Louis St. Amour Office and Mike Aikens. Only one buglet known so far. James C. Smith is missing his icon. That, that one, one snuck yeah. through. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Buglet. Sorry about that. Uh, Buglet. 
We'll get, did you we'll get, or did JC you not Smith run? will get you your icon. We promise. EOS 2.7. <laughs> also, I love such as Louis St. Amore office and Mike Akins. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yep. Yeah, nope. We don't know where he gets it, but it's worth it every time. So good. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you to those of you who support us at the shout out level. Patreon.com slash it's a thing. You just your free content is what you are. For yeah. us, but not for you're you. A, no, a, you're the best. A minefield of... Co- no, that's not right. Nope, that's a not right either. of corn that is... You're let's, the, let's just go. You guys are the crop tops of <laughs> podcast supporters. Nope, nope, that's not right. You're, you're wonderful. The, we love you. Thank you're you. You're the boob bag of It's a Thing. See you next week. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 